0: Okay, here's a question: Who's your favorite dark horse? Mine is the Black Stallion,
1: the the black horse that uh, the Batman rides in The Dark Knight Returns. Which you can, if you buy four toys, you can build it and have a build a figure of that black horse.
2: Uh, Pretty good. I'm I'm a big fan of the uh, Frazetta's Death
1: Dealer horse. Well, we did it. We covered all the dark horses in comics.
2: Thanks for joining us. Yeah, it's, wait, that's the our black dark horse stallions episode. in
0: comics. <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure it is. is They're a little Mickey Rooney. I have a
2: uh, I have one of those uh, record story things that it's got the black stallion. Oh, Does it have a comic?
0: Sure. But do it have comic though.
2: Do it have the
0: comic uh, comics. <laughs> 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 oh, <yeah>. Comics? <laughs> Show
2: start
3: This may appear to be only monkey business. But in reality, it's very serious, ladies. Zero Issues Comic Podcast! Zero Issues! Zero Issues! Zero Issues Comic Podcast! Zero
0: Issues! Zero Issues! Excelsior! Hello, ladies, gentlemen, everybody. Welcome to the show. Welcome to Zero Issues. My name's Kyle. I'm Bri. I am Merc. We did it quick this time. That yes, yeah. That was, no messing let's around. I am Let's not waste any no. time. Let's just, let's get to some news. Is that a movie mug? What the fuck are you drinking out of? Yeah, it's a movie mug.
1: Hell yeah. Alright then. Pretty good. Alright. Uh This is so, my this
0: is my god.
1: Yes. The only the <laughs> one true god. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Current Zero News Flash. Starting off the news, uh, there is, uh, there was announced uh, pretty recently that uh, Weird Al Yankovic is uh, entering the comic book game with uh, a graphic novel called uh, The Illustrated Al, The Songs of Weird Al Yankovic, which is, uh, it's based on, it's a comics uh, based on his songs. Um, and he's writing it it's himself. It's just
2: like a virgin over and over, over and again. and
1: over again, yes, absolutely. It's a, like surgeon. a surgeon. Like He's a surgeon. a surgeon.
0: Well, he's like a surgeon.
2: Like a virgin surgeon.
1: So the summary is, five-time Grammy Award winner and legendary musical satirist Weird Al Yankovic has written some, but some has crossed out all of the greatest songs of both the 20th and 21st centuries. So at Z2 Comics is publishing it, they said they're gathered some of the top cartoonists to express Al's Yankovisions. Yeah, officially <laughs> within this book's pages. um. So there's going to... The Great Al-American Songbook features 20-plus classic songs interpreted such, by such artists as Bill Plimpton, Aaron Augenblick, Peter Bag, Steve Chanks, Danny Hellman, Philippe Sobrero, Gideon Kendall, Michael Kupperman, Wes Hargis, and many more. Uh, cover art by Drew Friedman and uh, Mike and Laura Allred, which is cool. And uh, there's a foreword cool. mm-hmm. by Emo Phillips... And there's an accompanying that's illustration. Cool. Emo.
2: You'll just be able to. You'll be able to
1: hear his voice. Yeah. Wh-
0: oh yeah. I, I mean, why? Uh, why would <laughs> it you want? Be, that? It should be recorded. It should be like one of those cards where you, like a birthday card, where you open it up and it plays a message. But it's just yeah. a comic that yeah. plays a message from Emo Phillips. But wow, it's the gift and everyone. It's
2: Seventy-two needs. minutes long. Yeah. It's wonderful. Yeah.
0: And he plays. Uh, and he's the. He does it in character as the bully from home movies. Oh. See, that's a good one.
1: <laughs> Um, so yeah, and there's another illustration by, uh, the, a mad artist, uh, Sam Viviano. So there's a bunch of people in here. It's an interesting, um, you know, group of artists doing it. There's like a hardcover standard edition. Uh, there's like deluxe editions that are getting nuts. Like the standard edition's like 30 bucks. I think it's US. And then there's like literally, uh, there's like a, a, a fancy oversized hardcover, that has, like, um, the cover bike. And
2: that's where the Absolute Edition comes in, because it's got the Emo open up. Yes, exactly. And you actually, you've purchased Emo, he
1: goes to your Mm house. Yeah, they have... And um, now you're Emo. Yeah. It has an art print set, Uh, there's literally, like, a vinyl slip mat for your record player, uh, with art by Drew Friedman. There's a a wax pack of collector cards, uh, written, written, uh, drawn by Danny Hellman, which are just, like, 90s trading cards with, like, you know, drawings from his music videos. Then there's a super deluxe one where it's, like, hand-signed by Weird Al. I mean, I don't know. (laughs) And it comes with, like, even more stuff, like drink coasters. Oh, my God. A mini accordion. (laughs) A a Weird Al Yankovic-branded mini accordion. If you got $300 US and you want a little tiny Weird Al accordion, it can be yours. And all this is coming out, uh, I think, in November. November 22nd.
2: You know what? You know what? We have uh, the money that we've set aside. Yeah, it, it uh, for zero
1: wishes. Zero wishes just, fund uh,
2: for whatever the zero wishes fund, and it it equals three hundred dollars.
1: Yeah, uh, Merck is going to build a treehouse out in his property, and the three of us are going to share this weird Al comic until it tears us apart. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Also, uh, a follow-up, we talked about the Round Robin uh, that DC Comics was running again. Uh, So the winner of that, we had our preference. Uh, It didn't work out the way that we foresaw. But the winner, uh, to my delight, is uh, Superboy, The Man of Tomorrow, uh, which is about uh, Connor Kent, Connell, uh, trying to sort of find a a new path in life because he feels a little redundant or whatever, which is like, yeah, I don't know. Um, It got the final vote. It was up against Suicide Squad Dark which was, like, the vampire Batman's, like, spooky Suicide Squad. Uh, and Superboy got 72% of the vote, which I'm kind of surprised by. Really? And pleased by. Wow. And frankly, it, you know, the last one was Robins, which obviously, you know, got a little bit of favor because it's around Robin and it's Robins. But I appreciate that uh, my interests are being covered in, these, uh, in who's winning these things. <laughs>
0: And I appreciate that we're not getting a book called Suicide Squad Dark. Yes, please. No, thank you. Yeah. Yeah, enough.
1: <laughs> enough. Nothing yeah. against Justice League Dark. Nothing against the Suicide Squad. But like, come on.
0: Get get out of here. Yeah. Scamps.
2: Also in the news, uh, this just came out and it's really just a, a blurb. We don't really have much information yet. Of course, um, in the MCU with the whole Netflix characters, with with Daredevil and whatever. Uh, Charlie Cox uh, uh, reappeared as Daredevil, Matt Murdock in uh, the Spider-Man movie, and and, then Vincent D'Onofrio's Kingpin appeared in the Hawkeye series. So those characters are coming over. They didn't know who completely was coming over, of just a couple of them or all of them or what, but apparently it's been um, announced or leaked or whatever that Kristen Ritter's uh, Jessica Jones character is returning to the MCU. That's all we know. There is speculation on, like, what or where she could possibly return in. Uh, The current speculation, and it kind of does make sense that she'll uh, appear in the She-Hulk show. Oh, okay. Um, I think that, like, just looking at what's coming out this year, if she's coming out at all this year... If she's appearing in anything, it's going to be She-Hulk. Um, although there is apparently, I looked ahead, and there's there's an untitled Halloween special coming out. Uh, but I have no idea what it is. And then there's also next year, there's Secret Invasion, which she could possibly fit into nicely somewhere in there. But other than that, there doesn't really seem like anything else she could fit into. But
1: I want it to be a Halloween special, and she has her own little short in it where she's constantly trying to swear, but she's on Disney Plus now, so she's not allowed. So she's just getting like... She's like literally. It's like she's getting like it's like Scott Pilgrim style or whatever. And Like it, bleep, it bleeps and there's like yeah. like pixelates her mouth even and she, like no one else notices it but she does and she's very upset. But then Luke Cage comes in and goes Merry Christmas. Yeah, to uh to you know to lead into the uh the Christmas special which will be next. Exactly. Yeah.
0: yeah. Luke Cage's sweet sweet Christmas. Ooh, I want it. Oh, it's also nice. a baking show. Yeah. yeah. Okay.
1: Okay. Mm. Oh yeah. Uh, and lastly, very quickly, uh, just going to touch on it because there's a lot to go through and really just look it up, friends. We're just going to touch on uh, some of the highlights of the Eisner nominations, which were, uh, I think, in the last week or two have been announced. Uh, the Eisners will be on uh, announced on uh, July 22nd during San Diego Comic-Con, as usual. Um, but uh, there's been a lot announced. One of the biggest ones of the year, uh, the most nominations was Nightwing. The DC Nightwing series that's running right now I've got five nominations uh, Best continuing series, best single issue, best lettering Best pencil uh, Penciling, inking, cover artist for uh, Both of those for Bruno Redondo Which, I mean, yeah, he's amazing um, yeah. And yep. <clears throat> DC and Those are really cool covers Oh I my god, yeah, they're gorgeous, they're amazing Very well done DC yeah. and Image have the most uh, nominations in total I think uh, they each have 15 At least as far as awards go They seem to be doing pretty good <laughs> And uh, yeah, an image, their biggest one is Destroy All Monsters, has three uh, nominations for uh, Best Graphic Album, Best Writer for Ed Brubaker, and Best Coloring for Jacob Phillips. And I think Marvel has like seven nominations in total. And uh... oh, even Fantagraphics and IDW both got 11 nominations each, and Viz Media got eight nominations. So wow, there you go. Fantagraphics beat out Marvel. Hey, they're back, baby. I mean, they really, they've, they've never gone anywhere, I guess. They never went anywhere. Yeah, Nah, they're still here. So, uh, yeah, definitely check it out. It's always a good time to sort of see what, you know, you might have missed over the year. And, uh, you know, you can maybe give those a read before they may or may not win an award. Yeah. And go up in price a lot. And then you can't get them. That's true. Yeah, really. You never know. Yeah, I think the Nightwing, the best single issue, the Nightwing one was Get Grayson. And that's the issue where... The whole thing, like each page flows, like it's just holy yeah. moly. It it's is, it's that was, one
0: big page.
1: Yeah, and I think they literally, they might have literally released that just in time. I think I noted, might have noted it in a previous episode, like literally right before the cutoff was. I'm just like, you did it,
0: good Smart. job. I, th- I have a feeling
1: they're gonna win that one because that was amazing. Yeah,
0: that's all I have to say. Well, then let's keep this train a rolling in into the warm up. Yeah, yeah. It's a little oh. chilly in here. Let's warm it up, oh. baby. But before we do that...
2: Welcome to the warm-up.
0: Yep. I'm going to run to the bathroom really quick. Be you like, son of a bitch. So fast. So fast.
3: You oh. son of a bitch. I'll kill you. I'll kill you.
0: Didn't even take the time to wash my hands, Fry, I'm so cold on
1: this mid-May day. Well, let's warm up by, uh, by you know, let's get our brains warmed up too, because we have, uh, we have a quiz, a little quiz, a little pop quiz for you, hotshot, on Dark Horse Comics, which we will be discussing further on. Um, so, what we're gonna do is I'm gonna give you some uh, some, quiz. some potential questions here, and I'm gonna give you questions. You got to answer them. You got to uh, about Dark Horse history uh and you know we're just gonna see where where we stand on this how much we know about dark horse so wait how does this work i uh i don't understand what are potential questions i don't know i was rambling i was rambling like a fool let me start over i got some questions no. for you <laughs> no i got no. five questions oh, We're, we're two. <laughs> number one just give me the question give me the questions okay the first, uh, the first issue, the first comic that Dark Horse uh, published was Dark Horse Presents, number one, in uh, nineteen eighty-six. Tell me which of these four characters uh, first appeared in that issue, or or concepts or, or titles, basically. Concrete uh, by Paul Chadwick, yes. Uh, Hellboy by mm-hmm. Mike Mignola, Next Men by John Byrne, or uh, Black Cross.
0: Uh, wasn't it Concrete and Black Cross? Concrete. And Black Cross. Boom! So.
1: You both win. It was a trick. You're both winners. You know a lot about We're Dark Horse. We're winners! This bodes well. All right, so Dark Horse Presents, again, returned <laughs> Only in, 2000, in 2007. Only thing In 2007. On one particular... It was on a social media platform. It came back, and it was like uh, running for... I think it ran for 36 issues from 20, 2007 to 20, 2010. Uh, is it LiveJournal? Was it Tumblr? Was it MySpace? Or was it Friendster? It was MySpace. Kyle wins. He knows. He knows his MySpace and Dark Horse facts. I re- uh,
0: I remember they did a Mitch Clem comic.
1: So okay, which uh, which licensed property did Dark Horse never publish of these four? Little Lulu, Godzilla, Star Trek, or Shrek?
0: Okay, they did Godzilla. I want to. I think they did Little Lulu. I'm gonna say Star Trek. I'm gonna say Shrek. Oof. Well. uh...
1: Shrek? No, Kyle. It's Star Trek. They published Shrek. Uh, they never had Star Trek. Oh, Shrek. Obviously they had Star Wars, but, uh, Star Trek had a lot of, it's like IDW when it was at Marvel and DC and other places. So it was all over the damn place. Hmm. And lastly, which year? I mean, uh, there's always been a bit of a angling for third place. Marvel and DC are always well ahead of everyone else. Uh, and you know, it's, it's bounced around a little bit. But which of the following years was Dark Horse Comics in third place behind the big two dogs? Uh, 1994, 2006, 1997, or 2020? 97. 2006. Kyle's right. It was uh, 2006. Uh, and do you want to know what, what market share they had that year? Uh, 5.6. Th- uh,
0: 5%. Yes, 5.6%. Yeah. <laughs> I read Wikipedia article. <laughs> hey! I read
1: it. I read it too, but I couldn't retain it. Yeah, of course, of course. Yeah, between like Marvel had like thirty six point nine, like thirty seven percent, and DC had thirty three. So yeah, everyone else is fighting for uh, for the scraps at the bottom. Mm. And uh, there we go. Sons uh, I, of bitches. I think you both. I'm just gonna say you tied. You're both amazing. Uh, I love you. And, uh, I think I pretty
0: clearly won that, and I think they let <laughs> show that. But okay, Kyle won. That's yeah. true. Yeah,
1: Kyle, Kyle, won. Won. Hey, Kyle, Kyle won. Kyle won. Kyle won. Kyle, Kyle won. Kyle. We have it. You get uh, you get first place in our hearts, but not in overall comic book market share because that's ridiculous.
0: Oh, that's, that's fair. That's that's Marvel and DC.
1: Absolutely. And uh, yeah, so that's uh, that's the quiz. It's I'd over. i settle for five point
0: three percent. Ooh, you'd be living. You'd be sitting pretty with that five point three. Guys, I guys, I just got bought out. Ah. Oh. I'm broke. I'm broke. They took the money <laughs> back too. Fuck.
1: Wait, you got bought out and didn't get paid. That sucks.
0: <laughs> oh, I got paid, but then they took the money too. Oh yeah. I had the money for a bit. Yeah,
2: we own the money that we just bought from you.
0: Not yeah. unlike my, not unlike my victory in this, it will be short-lived. That money is going towards, of course, a weird Al Yankovic Ow, dog. Merck's punching me now. <laughs> <laughs> that money's mine.
3: What the. F- <sighs>
2: So yeah, we are talking about uh, Dark Horse uh, today, mm-hmm. kind of celebrating... Uh, and every them. day, well, cele- in our hearts. Every day. We talk about them fairly regularly, but uh, just talking about just them, where they started, where they come from, where they're going.
1: Where they've gone. Uh, what's where, where do you where come from? Where gone? do you go? Where do you come from? Um Micro. They Dark did Horse start Comics. in
2: 1986, <laughs> as uh, Bryce said earlier. Dark Horse mm-hmm. Presents number one was their first one. Um, started in 1986 by Mike Richardson who was actually a comic book retailer in Portland. Right. He had what is it? Pegasus Books mm-hmm. um that he had going on. We now, all know his favorite are, horse. <laughs> uh, my little pony. Um they are now based in Milwaukee, Oregon. So they stuck around in Oregon, but um they've always been one of those uh, like uh, like you were saying, like they were in third place. Way in third place, but still like pretty, a, a pretty respectable share yeah. for being yeah. an independent, uh, comic book company. And they, they came up in the ranks kind of doing things a little differently. Um, there's artist run series. Um, they were supportive of the artists. They gave them chunks of the profits. It wasn't like Marvel or DC where it's like a work for hire sort yeah. of status. Yeah.
1: Um, and often really owned the rights, rights, rights. right? Like, there's a reason that some yeah. creator owned properties were were with them if I've gone elsewhere or started somewhere else and went to them. So it's a similar similar kind of yeah. arrangement to like, well, I mean I guess image, but before them, obviously. <laughs>
2: um yeah, so they and they've done like a ton of things. They've really seems like they've been really flexible over the years of just how they're doing what they're doing. They've delved into like uh, video game markets. Um, And I think Bri will talk a little bit more about it later, but like the the manga market um, and like reprint market, uh, doing like prestige format reissues of older stuff from different companies, uh, dipping into the properties of of like licensed properties and uh, doing that uh, kind of paved the way for a lot of like things like what IDW does. Yeah. Oh, yeah, uh, absolutely. Properties. Uh, but at the same time, they have a ton of original stuff, so it's it's a good balance. Like it seems like they've been all all over the place, but very kind of covering the gambit in order to protect themselves. Which
0: yeah, it seems like they're they're not afraid to to make changes to to what they do while while not changing everything. They're they you know they're not afraid to to take a little bit of a risk and see hey does this work is there a market for this do people want this and if the answer is yes then. They expand on those things, and they they keep riding it until Marvel takes it. (laughs) Yeah, until Disney buys it from basically. (laughs) Which, unfortunately,
2: has been what's kind of happened in the past, whatever, like five years. Yeah. Yeah. Like, losing a lot of the the major properties. Uh, And weirdly, it's properties that Marvel owned beforehand, like Star Wars and Conan and stuff. They lost them. Well, didn't even lose them. they just kind of petered out and they didn't want to do them anymore, so they basically just let them fall to the wayside, so they were able to be purchased by Dark Horse and licensed by them to do those things and they did them for years and even with um Star Wars, they were celebrated for their star wars stuff oh yeah became... they, they
1: they
0: really they kept that stuff alive big time
1: yeah, and they're still they're still pulling from it yeah. too is the thing right they're still pulling from uh you know, that, that, that's kind of been cast out as like, uh, legends or whatever. So it's not canon, but there's still like stuff introduced in the comics is still kind of getting, uh, you know, in the comics. Well, yeah, like
2: a lot of the stuff in the Star Wars, uh, film era, like it, it's, that's what they were, a lot of those stories they've been drawing from that, just kind of like nitpicking this and this and this yeah, and combining it with TV series stuff that they were doing and yeah. So tons of stuff, um, But yeah, now, just just a brief update on what they're doing now. Uh, They've been bought by, starting in December, and it was completed in March, uh, the Embracer Group, which is a Swedish gaming company. Yeah. Um, What that means, not really sure overall how that's
0: going to play out. Hellboys and Fortnite, baby.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, I mean, they, they, Embracer Games, they, they had started, I think Embracer was sort of founded as, I guess in Sweden, uh, like a comic and video game, like reseller. So they do, they, and they moved into just strictly kind of gaming after that, but I guess part of their origins was, you know, in selling comics in that market. So, you know, yeah. hopefully that bodes well. Um I mean they do have a bunch of properties at Embracer. They've they've sort of have a lot of like subsidiaries that have subsidiaries. Most recently, yeah. I believe they had um Square Enix sold off some properties uh that they that they had in in the game world that I think Embracer has bought. So I think they have the rights to those now, including Tomb Raider, which is a big one. Uh Deus Ex, Legacy of Kane, Thief, um Potentially Gex, you know, Gex the yeah. Gecko. Hey, it's Dana, it's Dana cool, cool. Uh And they have like a, another stuff. Like, there's a whole bunch, but like, you know, like they used to be uh, THQ or THQ Nordic. So they have like Darksiders, they've got like Saints Row, they think they own Gearbox with like Borderlands, Duke Nukem you know there's a bunch of duke nukem duke nukem so we could you know dark horse might oh uh, be putting out some shitty duke nukem comics who knows but i mean there's a bunch of properties there that that i you know could potentially if they're owned by the same over company you know that might try to do some synergy stuff and might try to push some uh some some comics and might the other way around too there's a bunch of properties at uh, at dark horse that might go into games so i mean like it, i guess it makes sense on that level
2: well yeah like it's not like it's just a like an a a win for dark horse in that they gain this other stuff it's also like dark horse media uh which i i kind of knew but i didn't really realize so I was looking this up dark horse media has a first look deal with netflix oh okay so that netflix yeah. if they, they want to do anything with any of the properties they get the first swipe at it and they also have relations i guess with uh uh universal content productions uh, in terms of movie production and that so they do like dark horse does have their fingers out there that they can connect with these things so a bracer gets them they get the connections so it kind of links through everybody so well it's
0: it's funny like you kind of forget some of the like media stuff that dark horse has done and you're like oh yeah duck man oh yeah rusty the yeah. boy robot yeah I was like oh this is like yeah they've done absolutely. a lot when yeah. you're
2: looking at that list i was like wow forget. okay i didn't yeah Duckman was one of the ones who wrote out. I was like, really?
0: I
1: totally forgot about the that. The mask? Okay.
2: The
0: mask, for yeah. God's yeah. sake. Yeah. True.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you're you're definitely And the ready. mask,
0: the animated series, keeping Rob Paulson in work. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> well, Umbrella Academy is is, uh, is right now. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah. you know, and again I, yeah.
2: Well even if even if let's let's run through just a a quick list of what like for in terms of actually licensed properties, there's been like some have been and gone um star wars conan aliens predator godzilla buffy serenity tarzan terminator robocop indiana jones king kong um there's the whole dark horse manga line so they've accessed that stuff um they've also put out like prestige format stuff of of older things like the the ec's um archives um also the gold key stuff like magnus robot fighter solar dr solar dr specter Turok. um then there's the whole original line so there's all of like a ton of frank miller stuff like sin city and and all the other things that he's done hellboy and bprd uh mark badger's the mask uh ghost yusagi yujimbo uh steve niles criminal macabre and a bunch of other steve niles stuff uh nexus Grendel, Lone Wolf and Cub, Goon, Mind Management, uh, Massive, Black Hammer, Flaming Carrot, Axe Cop, Witcher, The Strain, and that barely touches the list.
1: Yeah. Well, you mentioned Usagi, Yojumbo, which is obviously now the comic is published at IDW, but there's like an animated series kind of based on it on Netflix right now, which is with Dark Horse Entertainment, because I assume that deal was signed before, you know what I mean? So that's, that's a thing too, is just because maybe a comic might have left... Depending what deal they had, they might have still have rights to to things in other if, if something was under development or like you know, just the way that that works. So that that's that's a big thing too. I mean, Netflix, uh, you know, they're they're having their own problems right now.
3: <laughs> mm, from what I are. heard,
1: but you know, I'm like, oh yeah, some stuff is going pretty strong on there. It's like that maybe they have the option for stuff to they have the first rights of stuff to stuff. They have the option to get something produced and canceled after three episodes. Who knows. Uh, Mm. I'm, I'm hoping things turn around. I mean, it would be a good, if they had, like, something, they could, like, really produce more stuff, right, for Netflix, that maybe would be a bigger draw, and I think that's kind of the thing, is everybody just wants a lot of, like, exclusive series to sort of, you know, that are hopefully not too expensive that they can actually bring in, bring in enough, uh, subscribers, but. It's a bloodbath out there right now. They do have uh, the, uh, the Avatar, The Last Airbender, and Legend of Korra, too. I think they still have, like, the comic rights for that. And that's... They keep rolling out things um in that world. Right. So maybe that could be continuing to grow. Um, You did mention the manga. They were one of the... I wanted to touch on that. Because they were pretty important yeah. um in, like, the 90s uh, and, and, and onward about uh, bringing more manga over to the North American market. And obviously there's, like... You know, there's lots of other publishers doing that right now, and Viz is doing a ton of it, obviously. But like, right here, uh, was the first time I read Akira. Or Akira um, was these big phone books that uh, Dark Horse put out.
2: I am reading that right now. Nice. Uh, a friend of mine lent that to me, and I'd never actually... I've seen the movie, obviously, but I've never actually read the book. So. Oh, it's...
1: it's, it's I, lo- like I love movie, it. I love it. The movie is, like, hyper-condensed version of this. Is like, so much oh, more. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, a, yeah. It's, it's an all-time classic. But, I mean, that was, like, one of the things. There was that. I remember, like, they had, like, Oh My Goddess and Appleseed, Dominion, the stuff like that by Masamune Um Astro Boy, they put out, I think, the uh, in, like, the early 2000s, put out, I think, the full run of, like, the a- Astro Boy manga. And something that they had, like, they even had, uh, it was an early attempt, Super Manga Blast, I think it was called, where they had, it was, like, kind of like a Shonen Jump kind of a thing, where it was just, like, kind of the cheap newsprint magazine, and it would just have, like, whatever, like, they would just publish, like, a chapter of, like, translated manga, and it was, like, pretty cheap, like, it was more than, like, a little comic, but it was, like, so much content, and I I got all those, it was, like, stuff like, What's Michael... Uh, it was about the little cat, which is uh one I really liked when I was reading that, and just a bunch of other just things where, like, I think even Oh My Goddess was in there at some point, and and other just you know other other uh manga that I might have missed otherwise, and it was just kind of a cool thing to have at that point in uh in in yeah. like North America. Oh, and like Lone Wolf and Cub, they have like uh, have some of those little digesty versions of yeah, the Low wolf and cool. Cub.
2: I have, I have some of those as well, yeah. Like they
1: really they really treated uh manga quite well over here and I mean like you know obviously that's that's pretty common now but at the time I think they were pretty uh ahead of the curve on that. So I I could always appreciate them, you know, what they kind of did to bring things over.
2: So let let me uh let me ask a few questions maybe. Yeah. We'll, uh kind of get these like, even just what was your first? What was your first dark horse? What popped your dark horse, cherry? What was the first one? Oh, you the first one.
0: Honestly, for me, it probably begins and ends with Hellboy. Like you know, before I like I can't think of anything that would have been before Hellboy. I think of some Godzilla stuff, but the Godzilla stuff I think of is Marvel stuff. So yeah, right. Yeah, they had
2: that too. Yeah.
0: So I, I, think, I think it was uh, it was the Conqueror Worm was like the first Hellboy thing that I read, which was, I think, like the second collection. Second book. Yeah. yeah. So that's, and that that's where I always went to. I, I love that stuff. Yeah. Uh, so, a celebrated love of, of Hellboy and BPRD and Abe Sapien and all that fun stuff. That whole world, yeah. Yeah,
2: yeah I was the same. I, that was the first one I probably bought. I think I saw other things beforehand, and it might have, I might have got like a single issue of an Aliens mm. book. Years and years ago, not even real like when I was a kid, not even realizing this is Dark Horse and not even knowing right. what Dark Horse was at the time. <laughs>
0: What's yeah, I'd be company? like,
1: Ooh, it's an alien and I would just flip through it, but that would be about it. But Yeah. Brian, Uh mine honestly was probably I think it was like some random Star Wars issues, uh, in probably the early nineties, or you know, getting there. It was that was probably the first yeah. one because I was like, oh, like Dark Horse, and I, I, you know, from then, uh, Hellboy was was one as well. I went to, and honestly, like some of the, uh, some of the manga stuff at the time, honestly, just a few random things of the manga yeah. they were putting out was I, I got to fairly early. Like I didn't follow anything like super duper closely at that point. The thing I, the first thing I followed super duper closely was a little later with like Winusagi Ojimbo. Was, uh, was a was yeah, a dark horse. Yeah. Obviously that's a big one for me, but I mean, you know, the first thing I probably read from Dark Horse was like uh, a Star Wars. I had like a number of just random Star Wars issues of like I like Star Wars. Oh, cool a comic and it would just be one random and- issue of a mini series where I didn't know what was yeah. going on.
0: Yeah.
1: So uh yeah. that was probably my you know, way so it, it's, it's set 10,000
0: years before the characters that you do know or 10,000 <laughs> yeah. years after. There was definitely yeah. a couple of like
1: random Boba Fett issues or something. Whenever that happened, I don't know how early that was, but it was just like, "Ooh, Boba Fett!" And I'm just like, "Boba Fett." <laughs> I mean, Boba Fett's really, better now than he's ever been. Maybe making I, I feel him a real like character. Dark Horse there.
0: was was much more something that you know. I I remember like hearing about in in Wizard Magazine, being yeah. like, "Oh yeah, that's a thing. Yeah, they're there too." And I'm like, "I don't know anything about this stuff." Yeah, like, but but industry professionals do.
2: Yeah, there was always that nod to it, yeah. Mm-hmm, like exactly. It's like, we all know and we respect this, but uh, the general public is like, yeah. yeah like like
0: Wizard or uh, or the Anti-Gravity Room. <laughs> yes!
3: The or
2: anti-gravity
0: room, gravity. room. yes! Or Prisoners of Gravity. Yes. Or Prisoners of the Anti-Gravity Room.
2: You know what? Now that you bring that up, Prisoners of Gravity was probably where I first heard about a heard ton it. of it. And a lot of them I had I'd <sighs> never had a clue what he was talking about in- yeah. Like Paul Chad, we were talking about Paul Chadwick, concrete. Yeah, he would talk about concrete and talk about whatever, and just these name dropping things. And I'm like, this is cool. Like it just it was cool. Like I didn't know what it was, but it was like it opened up a whole new world of like there's stuff beyond like Batman and Spider Man. Yeah, I didn't (laughs) even
0: know. And it's just it's not just like one off weird stuff. It's it's long running stuff. Yeah, 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 exactly.
2: Okay, so in terms of uh, favorite, although I'm, I'm sure, like, God, let's let's take Hellboy off the table. Well, then I
0: may as well leave. <laughs>
1: <laughs> do do I have to
2: say what all, mine is?
1: Well, <laughs> it didn't originate with Dark Horse, but most of his run was there. It's no. Usagi, baby. Yeah. Usagi Ojimbo it's is it. like Ushagi. one of the greatest comic series of all time, and. Uh, like, so many classics were, were done at Dark Horse there. That was a very long, very amazing run, um, which, I mean, is still kind of ongoing because he just moved it to IDW and continued it. That's how it's always been. But my God, that, uh, that was one where, that's the one I most consistently followed, where I just, like, I could not miss an issue of Usagi at Dark Horse. It's probably the longest series I've consistently followed, period.
2: Black Hammer. Mm-hmm. That
0: came yeah, out and it was... I, I, I do like Black I'm, I'm liking
2: it a little less than I did at first. There it he created this universe and he just kept expanding and expanding and expanding and it, it it it's almost following. I don't want to say it's following the Hellboy trend of like let's do these stop and then do an right. next chapter. He's kind of doing that, but it's kind of not. Um, the massive was I I did like uh, the massive. Yeah, it was really good. That was such I don't, a great I don't know story. that I
0: finished it. No, no, you got
2: to finish because like it's the ending that suddenly became this completely. I think different it, story. I, I think I fell
0: off maybe like five or six issues before the end and i just oh because i man i i had waited a bit before reading it and so there was there was a good backlog and then it came out too slow for me
2: i yeah i'll lend you the rest of it because it literally becomes a completely different story you're like what just happened like what is that what you're doing okay um conan i'm obviously a huge conan fan and the a friend of mine in Vancouver introduced me to the Dark Horse stuff with like Carrie Nord. Mm-hmm. Uh and uh was it Kurt Busiek? I'm not even I think so. I'm not sure. Um, but amazing stuff, like just blew me away. I, I all I knew was uh the John Bushema stuff from Marvel for years and years. I'm like, there's other Conan. Uh that and the the archive stuff I really enjoy. Like the prestige hardcore yeah. stuff, yeah. hardcover stuff that they do. Like Take old gold key stuff like Solar um, Doctor Spectre. I'm a huge Doctor Spectre fan. Just seeing those, that stuff you'll never find. You might find the odd issue, but you just there's no collections of those things ever. So yeah, just opens up a whole different. Um, I'll
1: I'll mention something from like that started about 12, uh, 10 years ago actually as Mind Management. Uh, Mind Management. Yeah, if you heard that read that one. That it, it was that was a trip. That was a really really cool book. Um, by Matt Kint. Um, which is just like it's it is i i don't even want to explain it just read it it's uh it, it's a journey let's just say that uh, the art style is kind of like uh, he's got kind of like a he's like a watercolors kind of over a pretty like you know independent artist kind of it's not like the most polished art but it works really well for the story he's telling it is like it is it, it, yeah. it, it's a very specific style let's just say that but um it, it's like thirty six I mean, issues I, I did like
0: Sin City when I was younger. I haven't really gone back and reread those. Yeah. But you know, maybe not necessarily from a story point of view, but you know, but you, from an art point of for, view. Yeah, definitely. you really yeah. you can't yeah. deny that that Frank Miller was was doing some cool shit with that, oh, at least for in sure. terms of art.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's it's definitely it's yeah, earned its earned its position, let's
0: just for sure. No, yeah. <laughs> And now he and now he's the comic book publisher.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. we'll <laughs> see. Well, that—that that, I'm sure those NFT investments are doing really well right now.
0: <laughs> Is that stuff all crashing?
1: I last I heard it was. I don't pay that much attention, oh, but uh, okay. I think NFTs right. are interest in NFTs have uh, really gone down. I think they've
0: peaked and are on their way down. Yeah, now. that's my okay. understanding. I say nothing one way or the other. Oink.
2: Best intercompany crossover. Like Dark Horse Ooh. is known for doing crossover stuff with other uh, properties mm-hmm. and other companies. Batman gets in the have... mix. <laughs> Do you have a favorite that sticks out?
0: Uh, that you remember? The Batman Hellboy Starman. Yeah, ah, the one that you're holding in your hand. That
2: I'm hol- Well, this is a collection of DC Dark Horse crossovers but yeah it is the cover is the and it's it's I don't even remember the story but it's Mignola drawing yes Batman and Hellboy and Starman so I'll just read it for that yeah
0: well it's it's I think we talked about it when we did an episode about intercompany crossovers but the it's one of those ones where they're just like oh Hellboy I've heard of you it's like yeah yeah they they you know they don't have to do the oh different universe thing it's just you know just make it take place in its own continuity and have yeah. these characters just know each other and skip all that stuff and just have them do you know, supernaturally detective work together. It's cool and it's sure. another
2: another favorite one out of that book. There's uh, Superman uh, meets the Predator. Oh yeah, that that's pretty fun. And it's I didn't realize at the time it's drawn by Alex Malieve, who I really like, and it's a very different visual take on what Superman looks like and I enjoy it the hell out of
0: it. Really? Can you hold a picture up to the to the screen? Because I'm not familiar with this one actually. I've heard of it, but oh, I like that Superman. Uh, yeah.
2: It's it's pretty fun. And and it's like they depower him, of course, of a course. Little bit so that this is a, a workable thing, so that he's not just like wiping the floor with yeah. everybody and like, oh, three pages in, we're done. But
1: yeah. Bry, favorite crossover? I think I like the. uh, I remember reading. It was a long. It was a while ago, but like just the issue of the goon with Hellboy in it. I think I remember reading. I I can't remember. But it's it's like. Is that really count as a crossover? Considering it's not with a different company.
2: Well, but it's universe crossovers.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and uh, I didn't read all of it. I didn't read all of it, but uh, I read some of it, which was pretty fun. I just had to pick one out of the list here: Archie versus Predator. Come on. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's there just is, a fun yeah. time. I knew that was going to come You got to have, you yeah. got to have a, you know what I mean? That's just the stuff that they're kind of doing. I uh, There's other ones that I haven't read um, at all, but I'm sort of going through. I'm like, oh, which ones were there? And uh, I, Lobo versus the mask, which is like by Alan Grant <sighs> and. Uh, Dear Lord. And Doug, uh, yeah. D- Doug Monkey. Uh, I'm like, I actually kind of want to read that. I haven't read that. I, uh, I suddenly want to. Now I really want to check this out. <laughs> So I don't know so that it's a favorite, the, but maybe it will be. I don't know. Yeah,
2: the three of favorite. us being the three of us being uh, creators ourselves. Mm-hmm. W- yes. Which dark horse property would
1: you like to work on? Oh my goodness!
2: Well, like
0: creator-owned. What, what do you go say,
1: first? Yeah, I think, I think this is a Merc one.
0: <laughs> well, while we listen intently to you and not try to uh, and, come, up and, and, <laughs> come up
1: with our own. Yeah. Well, of course, like there's
2: always – it's stuff we've already kind of mentioned. Like Hellboy, I would – I think all of us want to play in the Hellboy universe yeah. in some sort of fashion. Yeah. That would be amazing. Um, Black Hammer, I actually – when Black Hammer was the first year or so that it was out, I was petitioning online mm-hmm. very hard and making submissions to Dark Horse and, like, um, tagging Jeff Lemire on on social media of, like, taking a page from the existing comic and just doing my own spin on it with my own style, posting it and being like, I would love to work with you. I love this universe. Let me do this. So there's that. Uh, Conan, um, I would just love to draw Conan.
0: Yes, well, of course. That's fair. (laughs) Um, I would actually... I I'd like to uh to do some stuff in the the old comics greatest world imprint uh shared universe sort of thing that they had where it was just like let's make you know superhero comics and and do this thing. I've never actually read any of it, but the I, I don't
2: even know what you're talking about. What is that? It's
0: it's an imprint that that uh Dark Horse had uh I I've got the Wikipedia page for it open right now. Uh originally conceived in 1990, uh stuff came out in 1993. Uh it ran for a little bit and then all of the titles were canceled except for one called Ghost, but it's yeah. it's, it's Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, like they're, they're, it. yeah, it didn't release. Really yeah. Yeah. They yeah. Tried. Uh just the idea of of you know having having a superhero world that's already sort of been established but doesn't have a ton of content uh and being able to add to that and being able to play with characters who already exist but aren't maybe necessarily fully really formed. Out, yeah. 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 Right. I would I would leap into the darkness. But not <gasps> Oh, no, not the darkness, that's image.
1: Yes, that's yes, image. no, no, for sure. Um, myself... But I do uh, believe in a
0: thing called love. Oh. Uh,
1: that's the mm-hmm. thing, is, like, a lot of their things are, are licensed properties, so it's like some of them are like, would I want to do, like, a license or want to jump into an original? Uh, like, just, they again, they publish a lot of, like, Avatar The Last Airbender stuff. That would be, i just love to do anything in that world. I adore that yeah. world very much. There's other stuff that they have um properties too, and I know that like sometimes they have like licensing properties that aren't necessarily comics, but I noticed that one of the things that they they do release like a lot of uh some books and like like actual like merchandise for Legend of Zelda, and i'm I don't know that they have any rights to publish any comics for Legends of Zelda, but I mean come on, <laughs> if there's anything yeah. in there, give me, give me that
0: any any loophole that can be exploited, yes. Yeah. <laughs> or Astro Boy,
1: if they still have something for like, I know they're just republishing, but I mean, like, uh, I'd be all about that. Man, like, I don't know. They got good licensed properties. Uh, hopefully, hopefully just they still have Just write the have.
0: translation. Yeah. Hopefully
1: Marvel doesn't uh, own Legend of Zelda now. I don't know what's going on.
0: <laughs>
2: uh, <laughs> How did this happen? All right. So my last question out of my list, mm-hmm. um, what do they do now? Yeah. Like. They've been bought. Like, what do you? What do you expect? What do you want to see?
1: Well, I mean, I did touch on a number of properties yeah. that embrace her own. So I have to assume that, like, you know, depending on what what other deals might already be in place, like a
2: Tomb Raider series, Tomb Raider and stuff seems like, like a that, gimme. Yeah.
1: Like, you know, there's Deus Ex, there's Legacy of Kane, Like, I don't know that all of these can necessarily, um, you know, necessarily might have a comic audience per se. It doesn't always translate. But Tomb Raider, I think, for sure would. uh... You know, like Borderlands, you could probably do something with there's and there's like probably a million other uh, video game concepts that might not be on my radar. So I imagine they're going to try to, like, you know, become the official comic publisher of whatever properties that they own already. Um, And again, like you said before, I do imagine also they're going to try to, you know, imagine like a good Hellboy game, like a good Hellboy game. It doesn't mean you're going to get one just because they're owned by a video game publisher. But but, but just
0: take some time and imagine that.
1: Yeah, just imagine. Imagine the possibilities, you know? Um, As far as, like, a publisher, I mean, like, they still have some licenses. It feels like their licenses have been, uh, you know, they've been kind of strip-mined of a lot of licenses. I mean, like, they do still have a lot of their creator-owned stuff. I think that it would be smart to try to recapture that market a little bit because I feel like IDW and Image have, like, kind of... Cornered a lot of the market on creator owned stuff, and like, and then there's like yeah. the sub stack stuff going on. So, I think trying to, trying to, you know, snap up some other potentially like bigger franchises and trying to sort of like, you know, that could be their pitch and be like, hey, we got this, we got this Netflix deal. Hey, we got this video game publisher that owns us. Like, you know, we could expand this out. I mean, like, we can. Maybe tap into markets that they can't in other places, which is not a bad I mean we sort of covered this already, but I mean, I think that that yeah. might be their they're in to sort of get some people back
0: i I would hate to see them get too big uh Dark horse yeah. has always sort of struck me as third third place or fourth place you know fighting fighting with image over that um but but there is a certain charm and appeal to to not being one of the two giants. Yeah. Uh, Right.
2: If you have too much stuff and you get lost in that, whereas if, okay, we have this small group of stuff that we do, we can focus on it and do it really
0: well. Yeah. And we can try new things, which as as we went over there, they're not afraid to do, but don't overdo it. Just be cool. Dark horse. Just be cool, man.
1: Well, that's the thing, right? When they're bought off by this like big video game company, or at least fairly sizable video game company, it's that's always a little concerning because it's like, are yeah. like they're they're doing great at the level they're at, but is this are they buying this publisher with you know a clear mind about exactly what where they're operating at and what their expectations are and what they expect them to be? You know, yeah, I I would hope that they don't become something different than they have been since nineteen eighty six. That would that would
0: not be good, but. It's a big question mark. So, so on that on that big question mark. Yes. <laughs> I, have, I have I have a question for you. Who are you, and where can people find your stuff? Go, Bry.
1: I'll go. Uh, my name is Bry Kotick. You can find my comics at welcometohereafter.com. dot uh, You can also find me on let's say Instagram at b r y k o t y k, and that's pretty much it.
2: Uh, I am Merck. You can find me at Mercasylum.ca dot c a m e r k a s y l u m Merc on Facebook, and Merkinot Like Astronaut on Instagram.
0: And my name is Kyle Lees, and you can find me at thekylelees.com, or just by Googling the Kyle Lees on your Ooh. Google box, at the Googleplex. Go- Google-a-box. <laughs> yeah. Uh,
2: a, a big thank you, as always, to uh, KP Merkley, uh, Kenneth Preston Merkley, Ocean City Defender. You can look him up under that. The, the Musician, Not The Game... Uh, for doing all the music and interstitial stuff for us all these years. Um, You can find all three of us and our buddy Ryan Mackett uh, at the Thunder Bay Country Market Saturday from 8 until 1, and Wednesdays from
0: 3.30
2: to 6.30.
0: And you can find us in your ears every Wednesday by subscribing to this. So do that, and tell your friends, and tell everyone. Spread like, spread the like comments
2: supra- yeah spread it around uh like a virus. We all know how to do that now, don't we? Yeah.
1: Oh no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bye!
3: <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Merry Christmas, it's sweet Christmas, yeah idiot. Listen, it's don't beat yourself up.